On today's podcast, I have a singer, songwriter and musician who's had number one albums such as Singing to Strangers and great tracks in the charts such as Soldier's Eyes and Breaking the Rules, which I absolutely love. I feel very lucky to say hello to the wonderful Jack Savaretti. Hi Jack, how are you? I'm good, Kev. How are you doing, buddy? Yeah, really well, really well. So you're coming to Thetford Forest on June 18th yeah. um, for a Forest Live gig and bringing Natalie and Brilia um, as a special guest. Um, what is it about these gigs you love so much? Because I know you've done some in 2019, and, and how did Natalie get involved? I think anybody who's ever been to any of these gigs knows that the landscape, the sort of environment in which you find yourself in is close to none. I mean, it's, you know, it's a beautiful environment. You know, it all depends very much on the weather. But what I love about the crowds, especially across most of Britain, it doesn't really bother them <laughs> as much as it bothers me, <laughs> I think. Um, but if we get a good, beautiful summer's evening, they really are, there's no place like it. So I really highly recommend, even if you're not a fan of the music, just for a day out. If it's not for me, for another show, it's really worth going to. And Natalie, on the other hand, is 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 the sort of the bonus. I mean, what more could you want on a beautiful summer's <laughs> evening than to listen to Natalie Imbruglia? Um, I'm a big fan, I've been a big fan, you know, since the early days. Uh, I'm, I have huge admiration for her. For, as a songwriter, as a performer, and as a person, as a mother, and as a friend. She's a very dear friend. And so when these shows came about, I thought this was the perfect kind of combination. I think our music together works wonderfully. And I think it's that perfect, like I said, that sort of summer's evening feel to a night. I feel like they just go very, very well together. So I think it's gonna be a really special evening. Oh, absolutely awesome. Podcast people, Jack has a voice that really makes you stand up, listen and love it. So get your tickets for the Thetford Forest gig and the other Forest <laughs> Thank you, gigs man. he's doing around the country. So now, Jack, with this being six of the best, I asked some of the, your biggest fans, um, members of the hashtag Amoretti official Jack Savaretti fans Facebook group for the question. <laughs> so are you ready for these? I, I'm, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll find out. We'll get Let's through and we'll it. find out. Let's do it. Okay, so the first one comes from uh, Karen Stenden in Birmingham, who asks, yeah. is there a venue that you would like to perform at that you haven't yet, and why? Oh man, there's numerous. Um, the first one that pops to my mind is the Royal Albert Hall. I have performed there. I was fortunate enough to open up for Jules Holland, actually, many, many, many moons ago. It's actually the only time in a show where a string on my guitar has broken. I mean, typical. Uh -huh. It was when I was playing the Royal Albert Hall. But um, it was such an incredible venue, such an incredible, there's a certain weight to, to certain venues. And this definitely has that historical factor, but also the beauty of it from the stage is quite, it's quite impressive. I, I once heard um, an amazing singer-songwriter called Josh Ritter describe it. It's like looking up the petticoat. <laughs> it's like looking up a petticoat of a beautiful woman, he explained it. And it is, it's got this kind of layered old school layers to the theater which is incredible. It looks like one of those old fashioned petticoats, the way they sort of were designed. And it's just this beautiful venue with the most incredible acoustics. And although I have played there as a support, I think it's every artist's sort of major ambition to play there with their headline shows. So that's top of my list. Wow, that's, that's a cracking choice. That's a cracking choice. So now we go to Edinburgh with Laura Carl, who wants to know, have you ever had writer's block with any of your songs? And if so, how do you overcome that? I don't know if I've ever had writer's block because if I don't have anything to write, then I just won't write it. I know that sounds pretty sort of arrogant, but it was, it's just more, I don't like to force songwriting. 
everything else in life is so forced <laughs> a lot of the times yeah. you're forced to do things forced to pay for things forced to go places forced to stay in line or forced to do this and forced to do that and growing up music was always the one thing that nobody told me how to do it um and i i think i was kind of fortunate not that i'm against being educated on a musical level because i wish i had learned more about music and i i still to this day wish i could learn more and i, I do try but I think the thing for me that really made music so special was that nobody told me how to do it. So therefore there was no expectation and I want to keep it that way. So if if I sit at the piano and I start playing and nothing shows up, I get up and go and do something else. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair enough. That's fair enough. These these some of these questions um cuz I got loads of questions on the Facebook page yeah. so I put it up. Um it went global. I mean our next destination for a question is Mexico. Um with Ivan Morales Sosedo, I hope I said that right, um, Sounds good. asks, how did it feel to be part of the 2020 Children in Need track, Stop Crying Your Heart Out? It was incredible. First to be asked to be part of something which is such a, it, there's so much good, you know, this is such a large, vast organization with yeah. such an impact on so many children. Um, to be asked to be part of that was a tremendous honor. To be acknowledged to be part of the musical culture of this amazing country was unbelievably flattering. But what really blew my mind was how it was put together because this was pretty much during lockdown and yeah. everybody was at home. It was still very much that, you know, nobody could go into the studio. I recorded my bit literally in a field outside my house where I was walking the dogs and it was raining. And you can see in the video I'm outside. I had no real recording equipment at home and the best thing I had was my phone. So I recorded it into like headphone microphones, a bit like the way we're talking today. Yeah. So hats off to the whole team that made it sound the way it did because I couldn't believe how amazing it sounded to the point where I just thought, why ever go back into a studio again? We can record the whole album on these little microphones because it was incredible. It was a masterclass in production. While you were walking the dog. The dog. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> that could be the next album whilst walking the dog. I mean, it was it was such a, a great track, and yeah, it raised a, it raised a lot of money. Um, and I've got an interesting uh, question now from Jennifer Baster in Sirencester. She said, um, "Jack's achieved so much, but is being famous all that you hoped it would be?" Okay, I have two answers to that. I never hoped to be famous. First of all, hmm. that was never um, an ambition at all. Um, I, I, I think I wanted to be successful in the sense that I wanted to be able to do it. Like success to me is being able to do it again. That's, that's literally as simple as it gets. How successful are you? Well, I'm making another one. That's kind of how I judge it. Um, and uh, I don't know if I even am famous. I mean, I have moments where I experience what you would call fame. But I'm quite fortunate that sort of I rarely get acknowledged unless I'm in a place, an environment where I would expect it, if you know what I mean. Like, I will, I'll be recognized out at my shows or at events about music and around music or, or in certain fields of entertainment, but I don't really get harassed, you know, if I'm having lunch with my kids. I don't get people come up and say, oh my God, can we do that? Very rarely, at least. Um, so I don't consider myself famous. I get recognized for what I do in the environment where I do it. But I don't, I don't, I wouldn't say I'm famous and it's definitely not anything, that's not on my list of things to do. Okay, interesting, interesting. Uh, Joe Twist from Somerset's up next. 
Um, she asks, um, if you could choose a musical influence from the past, spend one day with, who would it be and what questions would you ask them? Ooh, God, the list is very, very long. I would love to have spent an afternoon just with two acoustic guitars with Johnny Cash, uh, you know, and uh, just hearing the man talk, hearing the man write, hearing the man sing, storytelling, just finding out a little bit more, getting to know the man behind the music. I think Johnny Cash would be one. I think Elvis would be another. I would love to have been in a recording studio when Otis Redding was recording his vocals. <laughs> I would love to have sat down with Sam Cooke and talked about the magic of gospel and soul music. Um, so the list is long. Yeah. But uh, and I would have loved to have had a night out with Jim Morrison. <laughs> I think, or 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 a week out, however long he would usually go for. It. But um, yeah. I would love to have sort of. I would love to have hit the streets of Paris with Jim Morrison. Oh wow! Yeah, that is that is a good list. That's a good list. I mean, we're we're now up to the final question, um, and it's from Jane Bailey in Newcastle, um, and she says you were present when her husband proposed to her at a meet and greet in Edinburgh in twenty twenty two. Um, and you dedicated their wedding song, uh, Catapult, to them. Catapult, yeah. Uh, at the gig, yeah. There's a video of this online. I think we posted it because it was such a magic moment for us, too. Oh, cool. Um, well, they've now got a little girl. Um, oh, amazing. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and she asks, what would your advice be to first-time parents and how do you find the balance of your career and being a dad? That's Good a question. Very good question. I think the balance factor is for any parent. It's my career or any career you are in, any passion you have, you know, whether as a mother or a father, you, it's so all-encompassing, the love you feel for your child, that it's quite overwhelming to realize is there space for anything else. And when you do acknowledge that there might be space for something else, how do you manage that? Whatever that thing is, is nobody has an answer for that because it's such an individual balancing act. Balancing act. So what works for me will not work for my wife. What works for my wife won't work for me. And sometimes it will, sometimes it won't. Everybody has different limits, if you know what I mean, about what they can tolerate, what they want, what they what they don't want. So I think you really have to pay attention to yourself, to your own needs as well. You have to, because otherwise it's unfair on the child, you know, an unhappy parent makes an unhappy child. Um, so you have to try and find what it is that makes you happy so that you can be the best parent that you want to be. And I think, you know, when it comes to parenting, I would, I, I would never give another parent advice. I know that sounds really weird. Like, it's such a sort of individual experience between you and the child and your, you and your partner and you and the other children in your family. It's such a family unit's decision. And you have to learn about each other's limitations. You have to learn about your child, get to know them. You know, when a child rocks up for the first time, you spend the first months and even sometimes years saying, oh, she or he is just like me or she or he is just like you or she's just like a grandparent she's just like this they're just like that and slowly slowly you start to realize that they are their own being and your only job as a parent is to sort of nurture them get to know them and you know try and <laughs> advise them as best as you can not get in the way get in the way it's a constant it's a dance so like i said i kind of don't want to give advice in it unfortunately this is one of those things you're going to have to figure out for yourself and that's the best part about it. Love it. That's a, I mean, I know you didn't give advice then, but I mean, that was a cracking answer. <laughs> as, as, a dad, as a dad myself, totally uh, <laughs> that. Good. 
good. How many kids do you have? Uh, I've got two. Oh, yeah. wicked, yeah. wicked. Yeah. Boy and girl, boy, girl. What's yeah, your... yeah, yeah. Seven-year-old, seven-year-old girl, and uh, two-year-old boy. Oh, wonderful. Oh, cool. So there's enough of a gap where you've got, you've got like a sort of, you've got, you got to help. She's got help. She's yeah. She, yeah, that's really yeah, nice. Yeah, she gets involved. Yeah, she gets. Really she gets involved. Yeah. Yeah. We. Ha I have three, and my eldest, she's 12 now. She's about to be 12, and we have a two-year-old, and it's like she has two moms. It's amazing. She's a very lucky little lady. The one. The new arrival is very lucky. <laughs> right. So they were they were the six of the best questions from your fans, Jack. I mean, how, how were Those they? Those were great. Those were great. I, I'm still here. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, that was that was nice. Those were, those were good. I feel like I've just been through a therapy session. So that's good. I feel like I just, <laughs> we were able to open up. It was all good. So Jack Severetti will be performing at Thetford Forest on June 18th with his special guest, Natalie Imbruglia. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Jack, and good thank luck you, with all Kev. the Forest Live gigs. Thank you, man, and good luck to you too, man, and thank you so, so much for having me. Well, I hope you like that, and thank you very much for listening, and for Jack for coming on. Don't forget to follow Suffolk News on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as listening to our other fantastic podcasts on Spotify and Apple Podcasts too. You can also subscribe to the IM News app. Just head to suffolknews.co.uk for also subscribe, and have a great rest of your day.